What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. gentlemen it's monday and that means it's time for the wrestling inc monday night raw after show and have we got a show for you vinci's out of the doghouse jd is finally in jd and akira tozawa is the champion of the washington commanders but before we get into all of that allow me to introduce the crew i'm jack farmer being joined by none other than the spar with labar champion justin labar and of course the legendary referee jimmy corderas corduroy how you feeling tonight huh i'm feeling good i'm ready to go what can i tell you i'm i enjoy triple j on monday nights let's put it that way triple the triple j the monday night delight you could say justin labar we, we almost talked about it a little bit before we went on the air but as you know as everyone knows our, our fantasy football teams are at war, even though they're not even in the same same league. My team got a dominant win. I didn't even need Monday Night Football. I, I dominated this week. Did you pick up the win? No, I did not. I was a I was a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. I had my quarterback Patrick Mahomes on a bye. My backup David, or my backup Derek Carr injured in his game, so I got like five points from a quarterback. AJ Brown from Philly on a bye. Yeah, I was I was plucking. <laughs> second uh second string running backs off the waiver wire because I had I, all my running backs from I just you know it is the way it all the way it all fell. That's okay. It's okay. I feel like I would rather my team not show up and have all those issues like in one week as opposed to it yeah. being spread out. And that's when I draft and when I drafted, I mean obviously I know when I draft a quarterback, don't draft another quarterback the same buy, but I saw I had a lot of key starters all on buy on week ten. It's like the same thing. It's like, well, I'm not gonna turn away not having them for the other 17 weeks. So Right. So, well, in any case, 
we got it. We had a we had a fun a fun. This was a episode of Raw. Ah, we'll talk about an episode of Raw in a little bit. We got to talk about the news. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm excited. I'm ready to ready to go. get moving. I want to thank everyone who's joined us in the chat. I see Isa in the chat. Of course, always good to see you. Appreciate all the demonites coming over and uh, appreciate you guys. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, there was a rumor killer that has officially been announced about a certain legend killer who has not been announced. Uh, it was recently reported that Randy Orton could be returning to WWE for Survivor Series following being sidelined due to injury. Fightful Select has now allegedly been told that the Viper is not scheduled to win a major championship upon his rumored return. The report notes that rumors had been circulating on Instagram that Orton had was slated to win a major belt following his comeback. Justin, of course, everyone wants to see randy orton back the rumor survivor series being the time he may come back this says he's not going to win a championship it says nothing about whether or not randy orton will actually be returning uh, correct and then obviously what we'll talk about tonight you know it looks like the the landscape of the war games matches has just changed a little bit so yeah i don't know where this rumor you said it started on instagram i'm not sure you know I, maybe it's like oh if he comes back to raw and you know seth rollins talking about his back being hurt i'm not sure how the rumor starts but that's the only major title i would see him coming back and winning if they were going to book him to do so because i don't think he's going to come back after being gone for a year and a half and just all of a sudden dethrone roman reigns there's a lot better stories to tell on that side of things so yeah but the important thing is like you noted is uh there's nothing that's killing there's nothing that's killing the speculation there's even been some video of him at the performance center that has surfaced so nothing is debunking that which is a good which is good news because i think randy orton is one of the best of all time and if you can have him especially as you get ready to enter in your hottest time of the year that's two thumbs up yeah i think randy orton is absolutely one of the best of all time uh, i i rank him up very high even especially on my personal favorite list but jimmy um Randy Orton, the, the rumors of him coming back. I mean, if he is coming back, uh, let, me, let me put the, the pen in your hand, Jimmy. What, 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 let's say he let's say it's official. He's coming back Survivor Series. That'll be his yeah. return. What would you do? Would you let us know he's coming back? Would you surprise? Who would you like to see him hit with an RKO? What, what would be your take? I, yeah, obviously, you'd like to see it a surprise, but at the same time, see, this is a tough one to call because someone like a Randy Orton is a big draw. And you, as we know right now, WWE is doing great business. And, you know, a, a nice surprise would be welcome. But at the same time, someone with the stature of a Randy Orton is also a big name that if you advertise them ahead of time, people are going to be wanting to see. You're talking about talking people in front of their television sets or into the seats or whatever. People are going to want to see Randy Orton's return. Mm -hmm. I am one of them. Because like you said, Justin, I believe also he is one of the, the best ever. Let's put it yeah. that way. The guy is that good. So uh, I, to be honest with you, you know, as much as I fantasize having the pencil in my hand, I don't know if I'd want the pencil in my hand because it, it almost makes sense for him to, be that surprise at the Royal Rumble and come out kind of like Edge did back in the day when he was told that he wasn't going to ever wrestle again. And, you know, and we know that Randy's been told apparently by a doctor that he should consider retiring. Mm -hmm. That's how bad his injury was. But it, it, all signs seem to be pointing, as we mentioned, that he was spotted at the Performance Center. So it looks like the return is imminent. The question is, when is Survivor Series the right time with all that's going on? Do you do that? stereotypical you know 
surprise return at the Royal Rumble because if you do it at the Rumble and your plan is Cody or whatever the case may be down the road, then Randy doesn't win that match. Mm-hmm. Or, you, you know what I mean? There, there's just so many too too many variables. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Justin. Let's let's put it now. I'm taking I'm taking the pin out of Jimmy's hand. I'm putting it in your hand. Let's say RKO as a or RKO. Randy Orton is officially ready to go. He's he's got the the sign off. He's happy. Anytime you want. Do you bring him back now? Do you wait as a sur- surprise? Do you wait till the Royal Rumble? What what would you like to see? Again, that's uh, a big assumption that he's okay, but just for funsies. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to wait to rumble. And then, and, and like like Jimmy said, when you have somebody like him coming back at the rumble and presumably around the 30th spot, uh, you, you kind of are looking at them to win. And I don't think he'd be a guy, and, unless they want the winner of the rumble to be what goes on to, again, to fight like a, like for the Raw title. But I just don't see that. I think Survivor Series, I think get him back. If he's ready to go, get him back. But, you know, again, Survivor Series is in Chicago. There's a free agent that's from Chicago. That's that's in, that's in everybody's fantasy booking, you know, minds right now. So I think. You, you would be better off advertising him ahead of time because if you go into Survivor Series saying that there's some you got to tune in to see a surprise, you're setting yourself up for a long night of of of, of, of chance and speculation. Uh, that if you don't deliver on what some of the speculation is, then all of a sudden, you know, it, 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 it just it just we've seen it before. It's just bad bad response. So I would advertise him, uh, and also he's a draw. So yeah, get get a few extra eyes. Uh, yeah. 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 If I could get uh, Randy Orton, I I just want him back now. I want him back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's get into the show. But as as always, everyone who's here, thanks for being here. If you're a lurker, always shout out to the lurkers, but also shout out to everyone who, who is here with us live in the chat. Like, comment, share, subscribe, five star reviews. Uh, I'd love to get a five star review on Apple. We like, haven't had one of those in a little bit, so that'd be cool to see. Um but uh, yeah, hit the, hit us up there. Also, I want to give a shout out to at Robert WWE fan one on Twitter who reached out uh, to let me know that they listen out in Dublin, Ireland uh, up to the show. So shout out said, quote, let everyone at Wrestling Inc. know I love everyone that works there past and present. So thank you so much, Robert WWE fan one. Uh, super appreciate that. But also Dylan Matthews, Mr. X, Dream Realm Studios, Tut Graft, George Bartley, Blue Chew, Beer Money, Ricky Zaldivar, Jace Channel 81, Ken Kreider. We got a bunch of new names in here, ones I haven't seen in a while. So cool to see you all. And uh, really, really glad that you guys came out. Say whatever you want in the chat, and we'll be reading some of those out, especially if they're super chats. Let's get into the show. You know, uh, I was going to say, this, this, this week's episode, guys, really felt like if you just read the results, you're going to say, ah, I've seen this before. No big deal. Not a good episode, repetitive, whatever. But if you watch the show, it was very entertaining. Uh, and we start with Cody Rhodes, who comes out and says that he's winning the tag ties with Jay Uso, then says at War Games, his team uh, is going to win. The three partners come out, and then so do Judgment Day. Finn calls out the issues of the team good guy. And Cody picks at the question of who is the leader. And Damian Priest says he is the leader. Rollins says he wants a match. And we get a tag team match. Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn versus J.D. McDonough and Dom Mysterio. Good guys dominate, except when the bad guys get sneaky. It ends with Priest and Balor and Ripley showing up, attacking the good guys. Good guys come out, and it's yet again a brawl. 
Pierce comes out and says he's sick of it. So tonight, everyone is banned from the entire arena. Whew. Whole lot of stuff <laughs> happened there. Uh, Jimmy, I need to, I need you for this segment. I love this segment, but I, I, I got to ask, you're my potato guy. Was there a p- appropriate number of potatoes for the sack here? You could you could make the argument that the sack was a little bit too small for all the potatoes being given. I like the story and what they were trying to tell, but it felt like they were rushing it. And it's funny because Raw is a three-hour show. And, you know, that opening segment did take up a lot of time, leading to the tag match and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it... F- it's going to sound like I'm, I'm I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth, but they gave it plenty of time, but it felt rushed mm-hmm. at the same time, like trying to squeeze too much uh, other little branches uh, off of the tree or something like that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying That's to find awesome. the right to, yeah, you know what I mean? I think the you pota- know that. The, pota- the, pota- the potatoes <laughs> But the potatoes are on trees. What are you guys doing up there in Canada? I don't know. <laughs> stick, stick to the potatoes. I'll stick to the potato thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, the thing that really stood out to me on this one is Cody Rhodes says this was his team. And Cody Rhodes, obviously the big star, but he's not the world champion. Uh, I thought that was a little, a little cocky of him to just say this is his team. I, I kind of glossed right over that, as did they. Uh, but that, yeah. that is an interesting point if they if they wanted to use that after the fact after Survivor Series. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing to take away in all this is, is obviously is the priest claim, claiming he's the leader. Um, it is and it is at the beginning of what what was a whole lot that you just read off. But they did at least revisit it later in, in the backstage. You know, so it, that 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 saves it. Reminds you in case you did miss it or forgot or, or what have you. Um, a lot going on. There's a story. I got to say, after all that was done, everything you just recapped, after all that was done, and it, it did not have me psyched for war games, probably because it's like I have seen every combination of all of these players. I've seen the tag match. I've seen a singles match. I've seen I've seen every combination. And so with war games, it's kind of like, well, I've seen them all like like I don't have like there's not a heat. There's not heat there for me to like see the good guys beat up on the bad guys because we've we've had so many scenarios of that over the course of these last six months so then it becomes like what am i what am i looking for out of this war games like i mean are they gonna have to get a little more violent than wwe by wwe standards than they normally would in terms of like weapons or dare i even say blood like i am i am sitting here asking myself like what is it going to take for that war games to be entertaining to me um the only other thing i can settle on is we're gonna have to see a real budding of heads amongst the ranks amongst the judgment day contenders Hmm. or or, contenders uh but you know members because because otherwise like i've seen them all do whatever they wanted to do to each other it's you know what i mean so that's i'm kind of struggling with this war games right now yeah, I get your point because not only have they had a lot of matches already, but you're right. They've gone back and forth. It's not like one side has dominated and now they need to get some kind of retribution or, or something like that. It's still, it's very, I mean, you guys win and lose each week. Like what is, I mean, there's two cages and two or one cage, two rings, all that. But I get, I get what you're saying. I feel like I'm kind of ready for this whole thing to be done at this point. Um, though, again, everyone, I think I, you know, for me, I think that it's one of those things where this is definitely has drug out longer than it needs to. 
but I feel like everyone is so talented that it's not it's not killing me as much as I think it could. It's, well, sense. sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. Justin. But I think what you're trying the matches aren't bad. That's the thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that the matches are bad. It's just that we've seen them so many times, and there's only so much you can do to make it different and ver- different variations, and make it. You know, you can't make each match. Uh, you know, super unique, so to speak. You can't, what, every every time they face each other is going to be a different stipulation? No. At some point, you have to move on. And it I feels mean, like it's that time. I think that's why, at this point, the state of things, of what we all just said, I, I mentioned this last week and said it on, on, on X, like, I, I think this would be the, maybe the, it's it, obviously it's a huge show, it's Survivor Series, it's one of their, their big four. This would be, it's it would be under the radar for Priest to, cash in nobody's thinking about that world title with seth because everybody's focused on war games but if that match ends if the war games ends and and whatever you know baby faces stand tall or whatever it is but then you know crazy craziness happens after the match that you know get can give priest that up your upper hand somehow i mean i that's that would kind of to me all of a sudden if, if the war games match itself is kind of average because there's a lack of heat and lack of the stuff that we're talking about, that would at least end the show on a huge note to where all of a sudden it wouldn't matter to me that War Games match itself was average. The headline here is we have a new world champion. That I hope we see that. I'd lo- I I want to see Damian Priest as champion anyways, but we'll talk a bit about that because after this, after Adam Pierce says no one is allowed in the arena, Rhea Ripley lets Adam Pierce have it. But Adam Pierce. My guy, Scrap Daddy, stands his ground and says that he runs raw. That's when Zoe Stark comes out and says Ripley is spread too thin. Ripley says Zoe reminds her of herself, but she's not worried. Zoe then sends Ripley packing and ends with saying she just needs three seconds to get the win. Um, So, Justin, Priest says he's the leader here, but Rhea Ripley versus Adam Pierce. I'm kind of enticed by this. We didn't really come back to this scenario, but I don't know about you, but I sort of like this Rhea Ripley versus Adam Pierce thing that was going on. Well, and it makes sense because, right, because, like, the subtle story here is Priest just said that he's the leader. And normally in a normally in a faction, even a faction, even if it has both males and females, normally we just kind of, all, you know, it's, it, history shows the a male is in charge, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this nice reverse that I think we all agree. Rhea Ripley is the actual leader. So it makes sense that her and Pierce are at odds because, you know, Pierce runs raw, Judgment Day, Rhea's Judgment Day, clearly the biggest disruptor of of, of peace and, and 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 rule following on his show. So it makes total sense. Yeah, I love it. I, I, it kind of gives me, um, you know, kind of gives me China Sergeant Slaughter vibes back in the day of when Sergeant Commissioner Slaughter was trying to control DX. What a great callback. That's a good uh, one. I nice, like that one. Nice. Uh, Jimmy, Zoe Stark, so she comes out, cuts a little bit of a promo, um, chases off Rhea Ripley. My question to you is, after this segment, did Zoe Stark's stock ra- rise or lower for you? For, for me, it raised, but it, again, the tall tale sign is how the audience reacts. And I didn't feel that the audience was that engaged or as engaged as I was, at least anyways, I thought they, they were kind of a little subdued going, okay, we're still not, we're still getting familiar with Zoe and we're not there yet. And maybe they feel that this thing is being rushed a little bit. I don't know, but I'm looking forward. Personally, I'm looking forward to it, but uh, I'm not the one they're trying to sell it on. They're trying to sell it to the overall audience. So I don't know if they've bought in yet. 
I don't think the crowd has bought into Zoe yet, but what was said was the best thing that could have. I mean, Rhea put her over, put Zoe over in terms of yes. Zoe's what Zoe actually has accomplished. Rhea put her, and even says, You remind me, I see a little bit of you and me. Like, I mean, so like, I mean, Rhea did it. Rhea helped, like, say, This is why you're a worthy opponent. But I, but to Jimmy's point, it's kind of like the audience is like, Yeah, she did, but she's not going to beat you, Rhea. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I what I love that you said that, Justin, because that's I feel like that's so important with promo. I think a lot of times people think the best promos are the ones where they just say really mean things about each other. But the best ones are the ones where you make like both people look great and you want to see them fight. And that's what Rhea Ripley did here uh, in such a good way. I, I got to say, I, I I hate picking on things like production things, but. They did Zoe Stark no favors cutting her music as early as they did and her having to get into the ring in silence. I, I, I don't, I, I know that's one of those things that like it happens sometimes, but it felt a little clunky, the music off and her still like walking up the steps and, you know, stepping into the ring in silence. That was kind of a weird feeling there. Um, I, I think it's because Rhea started yelling and so they cut the music, but then there was, like they were done talking and it was just a weird timing thing that I don't know if anyone else caught that, but that was weird for me. Um, we move on later in the night. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, he goes to talk to Seth Rollins and says, Seth, I need you for one night, even if we hate each other. And Seth Rollins says, I don't like you, but I respect you. So you got me for one night. Um, then later Rollins runs into Drew McIntyre who offers him a handshake and then Rollins leaves the arena. Uh, J- uh, Jimmy, these were just, I, I like these. They were simple, not necessarily world-breaking crazy things, but I like that they address the fact that Seth Rollins and Cody aren't friends, mm-hmm. but this is why they're not beating each other up in this case. No, I, I get that, but it also leaves little question marks without coming out and actually overtly saying it like they do sometimes where they just shove it down your throat. Can they coexist? You know, we didn't get that from from, from the announce side of things. They just let the story be told the way it was and it let people do it for themselves. Let people think, hmm, is something going to happen at Survivor Series between these two? Yes, they're saying that they can coexist for this one match, and they could put their differences aside for a little bit. Uh, but, the, you know, and, and then doing the, the one with Drew afterwards, it, it left a question, at least for me, I, I'm like, okay, one of these guys is going to be the guy, but who's it going to be? Now, mm-hmm. with we'll, we'll talk about it later. Does do Drew, uh, not Drew, do Cody and um, Seth, Seth, yeah, coexist that Survivor Series? Now it's got everybody thinking, questioning, going, hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, Justin. Um, on I've watched wrestling long enough. Like, there's that part of you that they go, "Hey, together, we're gonna work together. We got this. We don't need to worry about how much we hate each other. We're working together." Uh, you know, you first start watching wrestling. You're like, oh, great! That's not anything to worry about. But Justin, we've watched wrestling long enough. One of these guys is gonna let down the other guy. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Uh, do you think that? Do you think that we might see something go wrong in, in uh, war games between these two? I mean, again, they could tease to it. I mean, and 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 as I just pitched a minute ago, if Seth is going to be vulnerable and and perhaps you know be a victim of a cash in, um, 
you know, that, that, that leaves some options out there for what makes him vulnerable, who does or does not help him. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah. It, it, I, again, these are options. These are great things creatively. The, you know, I love it because again, everything you've said so far, I can already imagine a, you know, they have the match. Seth Rollins is all beat up. Maybe Seth Rollins gets the win for his team by sacrificing his body, saving everybody, gets the win for his team. That's when Damian Priest cashes in and Cody Rhodes is nowhere to be found. And then Seth Rollins is saying, look, man, I did everything to help your team and you weren't there for me when I needed you. That could be how it goes. Uh, we got a, a Flobo boy sighting in the chat. Uh, Wrestling Inc. Um, uh host for over on the SmackDown show. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, later on in the show, Judgment Day, Ripley says, look, for War Games, Damian Priest, sure, you're the leader. We're all we're all going to follow behind you in that role. But we got to make J.D. McDonough official. It's time. Uh, Priest gives J.D. his cut, and he's officially in the Judgment Day. Uh, Jimmy, uh, I think, I feel like when this happened, I felt like it's about time that this happened. Yeah. Uh do you think they should have made this a bigger deal like they did with Sami Zayn when he finally got into the bloodline? Like this feels like something that's drug on for so long only to just go, okay, yeah, you're in the team. Uh, I, I like the subtlety of it. I actually did. I didn't, I, I didn't like making it over dramatic. And the fact, uh, uh, you know, obviously it looked like Damian Priest had an issue with JD for so long. And he kind of seems to have put that aside for, for the good of judgment day for now, even though, you know, when he when he claimed that he was the leader at that time, you saw that look from Finn. Yeah, he gave, him, he gave him that that evil eye kind of look. But then later on, as we saw, he walked it back and said, you know, I was just hot in the moment. and It just came out that way. But when he didn't mean it, so to speak. But uh, back to, you know, accepting J.D. as part of the group. Uh, I thought that it was done in a way where we didn't see the animosity, I don't think. That, that seemed to be there between uh, Priest and JD, at least for now. Because mm -hmm. like he said, he, he, he took the bullet for him in that, in that scenario. So maybe he is winning him over slowly. We don't know for sure. But again, I love that there's options and there's questions still out there. Uh, Justin, do you think that this was the right way to bring JD in? Just do you think, would you have liked to have seen a bigger climax and him finally joining? Or do you think this was something they just like, this has been dragging on for months. Just wrap it up. I would have wanted to see a bigger deal if this was being done leading up to a different show and maybe a few weeks or months earlier. And and you could have played if by doing it in front of the live audience and making a big ceremony, you could have played up some some good reactions and close ups to which members are and aren't in favor of it. And you can kind of you could you could see the the family stripe. But in this situation, it's gone on for as long as it has. In my mind, he's just he's just become a de facto member anyway. And, you know, you're a week and a half out from Survivor Series, a, a team event where you need a certain number of bodies. So I think if they would have done if if, I, if they would have booked it tonight and booked a segment where it was in the ring and they did the big scenario, it would have kind of like been like well, yeah, you guys need, you know, Rhea can't fight in the match. It's not an intergender match. So it would have seemed like dumb. To, so I, I think just kind of like just, you know, just doing it the way they did tonight was probably appropriate given where we're at in the timeline of things. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I, I, 
in a, in, in a perfect world, I love the big ceremonies, but yeah, at this point, I'm like, I, I actually thought he was in the team already in the group officially yeah. before they said we need to add him to the group officially. I was like, oh, because you know, when they walk out in the beginning, they're all together and it says Judgment Day. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Judgment Day. Uh, we move on to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Otis. Uh, we got a promo from Shinsuke and a question of who exactly is Nakamura targeting. Uh, they have the match. Otis hangs in there, and it's a good big guy versus striker style matchup. And after three Kinshasa's, Shinsuke gets the win. Uh, Justin, Otis took three finishers to beat. Do you think that they've got something for Otis, or was this just how they put the match together? It, taking three finishers on a raw to get beat by someone like Shinsuke is a big deal, I think. I think it's a big deal. The audience seems to react to Otis. He's one of the more naturally organic over mid-carders. So I would like to think that, yeah, three of that finisher, like there's a reason, like 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 we're, we're, we're something is being planned that's not too far off, but I'd also be remiss, and I'll start to bitch about it here in a minute. <laughs> there were some questions I had tonight about logics of finishes and, and distractions and things I feel like we normally see on a Wednesday night. So I don't know if... We just weren't sharing notes tonight. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. Too, I'm not gonna get too uh, excited that that Otis has got like a title match uh, or something coming. Uh, but yes, and normally I would say that's a big deal. Let's watch for. But there were some finishes tonight that I. I mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, Jimmy, they kept alluding to Shinsuke having a target. Right. That we're wondering who it is. Do you believe Gable is the target? Because clearly he looks like who's next in line in this situation. Do you think Gable is his target? Or do you think that this is just the next in the Alpha Academy rivalry and then he moves on to the target? I think this is uh, uh, what you said last. This is next yeah. in the Alpha Academy uh, line of progression before he goes to his target. And I would have thought that a, a natural target for him would have been someone like a Cody Rhodes uh, for two reasons to put him in a prominent position and also for to build Cody up leading into where we suspect he is going, you know, especially mm -hmm. leading up to WrestleMania in Philly coming up in Philly. So uh, now that's thrown out the window because, uh, you know, yeah. we'll talk about why later, but right. um, uh, try, now it's, it's a question. It's got, we talk about questions all night long. That's the question now. Who is he targeting? Who do I think he's targeting? I, you know, you have a few names in mind, but right now the big name that I thought it was is not it. Yeah. So now I have to rethink this whole thing. So again, now you've got me curious. I want to know, okay, who is he talking about? Yeah. Well, I would say he's talking about the greatest of all time, Akira Tozawa, but that's already <laughs> happened. Um, Especially after that dancing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, we got the day. I want to talk about that. We got Later, we had the Creeds. We had the New Day. We had Alpha Academy. They're getting along. They're having fun. Akira Tozawa uh, is clearly the spiritual tag team champion here. Uh, Justin, of course, Akira Tozawa rocking that uh, commander's title there and uh, I don't know any takeaways from this segment. Look, him doing that with the title. That's me when I'm looking at the TV and we're building the drive going down the field. I and mean, then I get a little bit faster. I'm all about like good vibes and everybody's got to sit in the same spot. And if I'm standing while we're, while we're gaining yards, I got to keep standing. Like I'm very superstitious about that. So that's all that I, that, that is my analyst 
uh, contribution <laughs> to that segment. Uh, quick double. I'm gonna double back to you, Justin. Um, what are the odds that one of those three teams is the next tag team champion? Uh, does that not? I'm not saying right away, but what are the odds that one of them three will be the next ones? I mean, pretty good if if, if they're consistently getting you know put on TV and 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 built up, then yeah, I guess a, a pretty decent chance, right? Um, yeah, I mean, we we've talked about it over these recent weeks and months that it seems like there's a concentrated effort to try to, you know, get some depth back in the tag team division. So uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, and and look, if, if if the tag titles continue to be red belts and blue belts, so just one tag, which is fine because I don't think that there's enough depth to warrant two tag team champions, one on Raw, one on SmackDown. Um, then I would keep the tag titles more on Raw just because it's, it's a it's a longer show. So you just have more time to do it and not feel rushed or feel like you're short-sighted somebody. So again, on that point, then I would say it'd be one of the th- one of these teams that were that are a Monday night roster team. Uh, Jimmy, for this segment, uh, Xavier Woods, I was I don't know if anyone else saw this, wearing a Rodzilla shirt. I don't know if it's like an original that he had or if he bought a knockoff or something. I don't know. Like, that kind of popped me seeing that old shirt. Uh, do you know if there are rules about what shirts people can wear on uh, on these I, being filmed or like, uh, I mean, it's I guess it's still technically WWE property, but like. Right. I, I think there are certain restrictions, that, but yeah. uh, uh, th- th- those restrictions lately seem to have relaxed a little bit. Let's put it that way. But, uh, you know. I didn't notice the Rodzilla shirt. I wish I was paying attention to it. I was more interested in seeing what what what, what Kofi was munching on over there. You know, you know, <laughs> like, that's what it looked like. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was I was looking. What's he got there? And boy, now I feel like having something. See, he made me hungry. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It looked like the real deal, like an old NWO Rodzilla shirt. I was like, that is the coolest shirt. I wish I still had one of those right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, we move on. To Piper Niven versus Tegan Knox. We get a video package for Tegan before the match. Piper beats up, beats her up for a bit, but eventually uh, Tegan gets back in it, and the end comes when Chelsea gets involved. Then Natty gets involved. Piper gets distracted and eats a world's shiniest wizard, which eventually leads to the end of the match. Um, Justin, you talked about endings to matches, and this was one that was very weird to me in that Tegan hits her finisher, doesn't get it, and then does the, I guess, crucifix kind of roll-up thing to get the win. I don't know if that was just oopsie-daisy kind of positioned in the match, or I don't know. What were your thoughts on this one, the ending, and and specifically Tegan Knox, who this match seemed to be about? I like all four of these ladies. I like all four of them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. None of them came out better than what they did walking into it because of the way things were laid out. It, it, I, I can't, I'm, and I'm, it, WWE is not normally this, I, I don't know. And again, this was the first of like three uh, that I just was like, what are we doing? So uh, no, nothing, sorry. Not, not, nope, nobody here looked better uh, by the end of this segment than they did walking into it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, Jimmy, I feel like I know what they were looking for. I don't know if it hit the way they wanted it to did what were your thoughts on this whole thing? It definitely felt like we were supposed to feel like Tegan Knox is a star 
mm-hmm. after this because of course the video package the win all that kind of stuff do you feel like she did that do you think she raised her stock in this one no and i hate to sound repetitive and the audience told you everything you needed to know you know that that finish came off flat the audience felt that way i felt that way too and i'm thinking these you know, I get, what was it? What do you call it? A crucifix roll up? Is that what it was? But I, I don't know what it's day, called, but it was, yeah. At the end of the day, it was a roll up. I think this is a finish that has been overused a lot lately. I've said this in my rants. I've said it just, the roll up finish can work when executed in a certain fashion. It just, you know, like you said, when you kick out of somebody's finish, but then cut not even a couple of minutes later, they end up winning with a roll-up finish as opposed to their finish. It makes their finish feel like, why bother having a finish? You know what I mean? It just yeah. it, it didn't work for me. And and to, and I hate to sound like Captain Agreeable, but to Justin's point, nobody came out of this looking better. It, the person that went over, the person that could have gone over without going over, nobody looked. Nobody elevated their stock. Yeah, it definitely felt like there was so much going on. We, you know, uh, Zoe Stark said earlier, people spread too thin. It felt like the things in this were spread too thin. So instead of, I think it would have been better. And again, hindsight 2020 is always very easy. If you wanted to make Tegan Knox look like the star, maybe just a quick Piper Niven looks the other way, gets hit with the shiniest wizard pin one, two, three, as opposed to all this other stuff I'm thinking about instead of, wow, that Tegan Knox really showed me something tonight. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa faces Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, basically, this is this is a pretty good one. Uh, but eventually, Vinci gets ejected for getting involved. But Vinci comes back, takes out Gargano, distracts Ciampa, and allows Kaiser to get the win. Later on in the night, it's Vinci who is now in Gunther's good graces, and Kaiser who is in the doghouse, and also runs into Indus Sheer. Jimmy, I got to go back to you for this one. Um. And I, I, I think you know what I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> um, Go for it. <laughs> Vinci's ejected. 
mm-hmm. says, ah, I don't care. I'm coming back. Right. And clearly the ref sees it. And yeah. is, is there a, like a precedent of like, was that supposed to be a DQ in that case? Or like what is, cause I've never seen that happen before. Is there a, like a, is there a way that it's supposed to be handled technically or? Well, you would think that the person who got ejected that returns to ringside to cause the distraction would do his best to hide mm-hmm. from, from view of the referee and having, again, well, I talk about this all the time. The heat goes to the wrong person. Now the referee, what people are saying, why isn't the referee doing something about this? Why is this, you know, the referee not doing this? Why is the referee not doing that? As opposed to look at that sneaky bastard. He got in there behind everybody's back. He got the damage done. He made, pulled off the distraction. And then what do we get? The, the most dreaded finish in all of wrestling, the roll up. Right. You know, again. So it, it just, again, one of those situations where these guys were having a decent match and the ending kind of made you go, oh. It, is that technically, I, I mean, clearly they had to get to the ending they were going for, Jimmy, but like in the rule book, would that be a Ludwig DQ in that case? Or like, what do you know what, what would, I, like I said, I've never seen it happen before. So I don't know what, what would it ha- it, you know how it's supposed to play out that's one of those deals where they tell you what they want the finish to be you know but technically speaking if somebody's been ejected from from ringside and they're not allowed back when they come back your attention should be with them mm-hmm. and then why not if he comes back have the referee go to him hey you've been ejected get the heck out of here you have kaiser pull something out of his tights and do the damage and you know, even if Johnny Gargano wants to say something, you know, the referee didn't see it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'd I, say this, like if because I, I forget the referee's name, but at, right after the three counts done and Kaiser celebrating, the ref then is walking uh, opposite ring from a hard camera and he even sees Vinci and like he even motions like, hey, what are you doing here? And, and like Vinci, if you watch his mouth, even, you know, like, oh, like you didn't see anything or whatever, whatever. It's like. I would have almost accepted that the ref sees it and then somehow like calls the timekeeper and the ring announcer over and like reverses his decision. It says it's a DQ or something like like to Jimmy's point. If Vinci would have came back out, donned in a hoodie with a mask or whatever, did something and then snuck back out. And then we cut to a backstage segment after the next commercial and it's revealed that it was him. And so like he was in complete disguise and like that would have at least been more of an attempt because at the end of the day, I like what they were trying to do. I like the story of, you know, Vinci, you know, helped out smart and got help get a win for Team Imperium. And now Gun- now he's Gunther's favorite son of the week. And, and like, I like that whole thing. I like that it's creating more friction between Kaiser and Vinci. And, you know, Vinci's, you know, I, so I like what they were trying to do. But again, back to what Jimmy said, why just have him so, bl- first off, come out just back in the same attire and then not even sneak away, not even, not, not even, you know, but Bruce Willis diehard himself jump over a barricade and hide like he just he's just out there flaunting that he's out there and it just makes the referee look ridiculous. Hmm. I, well, I don't know why. I don't know why there wasn't more effort to for him to 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 stay hidden. I, and it just made no sense. And, and, and again, sorry to cut you off, but you know why not do something a little different? The referee notices him out there and he p- pauses the match. The match is going to be delayed. Where you know you guys go to separate corners, whatever the case may be until he leaves ringside. And if he doesn't leave ringside by the count of 10, then your 
you know, your t- teammate, your your partner will be disqualified. Anything, anything, any, anything, 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 anything would have been better than <laughs> what they did. I mean, I I would have personally even it wouldn't have been great, but I would have even been okay if Vinci hid a little late. We like kind of all knew the ref saw him, but they played it off like they didn't. I'd go, ah, that wasn't great, but at least whatever they got through it. But yeah, it was very, I don't know, it felt very odd. But the story at least has changed now. And Justin, I want your thoughts on, you know, we're past we're past the end of that match. I'm actually now very interested in the fact that now Kaiser is in the doghouse and Inda Sheer, who seems like they could be very credible threats to a group like Imperium, seems to be on the horizon. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Um, I it, it presents a lot of different again creative options of all right. If Kaiser, if Kaiser has had a moment right there where he said, "Well, screw you guys, I'm gonna go solo. I'm taking, I'm taking my solo act." Then he gets confronted by these three. Uh, maybe I better stay with a group, you know. And no, I was cool with that. You know, get into sheer, get, you know, again, plant some seeds of getting them more depth for a tag division. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with again that that whole backstage segment hit it. I liked that. You know, Kaiser thought that he was being complimented, and Groot was like, "I was talking about Vinci," and like, I love that, that whole. And then Indusheer, that whole thing hit. It was just the, it was just the, the the results of the match. Just again, it just it made the ref and the rule and the ejection look stupid. Yeah, and uh, Dante the in the chat uh, is asking the question. He attacked Johnny, not Champa. So why would it be a DQ anyway? It didn't bother me. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been at ringside. No, the DQ is not him attacking Johnny specifically. It's he's not supposed to be there. Yes, he was ejected. So yes. that that's the issue is that if he had never been ejected, then this whole thing is fine. But it was the right. ejection and then coming back that is, if you could just come back, then what's the whole point? <laughs> you know, why? Who cares about the? It made me actually think, and we'll talk about the main event later. I was like, well, if there's no consequences for just not listening, then mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but we get Zia Lee versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, the match was built to last week. Zia Lee knocks out Indy Hartwell, which has been what Zia Lee's known for. Post-match, Becky Lynch comes out and tries to get a fight, but Zia Lee's able to get away. So Becky says they will have a match next week. Um, this one, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of both these two. Felt like it kind of ended abruptly, Justin. I think maybe that's the point with Zia Lee is that she can knock you out at any time, though. Yeah, that is the point. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. They've, they've rather quickly um, built up for this to be a match to advertise and look forward to for Raw. That I, I think you know, it's got some weight to it, right? I mean, Zia Lee's, they're, they're, they're protecting her with, with, with her kicks and her, and, and, and they even commentary. If you notice, she's being, she's doing a few different kicks, so she's versatile. You know, we've seen her take out Becky. We've seen her take out some names uh, with these kicks, so. Uh, I'm really curious as, as to how this match goes down next week because, like, you know, th- they could full court press really put Zaya over if they, as in the as in the, the booking team and, and, and Becky, if she of course you know is, is ready to do business. If if all parties agree, they could full court press make Zaya Lee look like like a, a really big deal if she beats Becky. And or if they pull that TKO stoppage, you know, maybe 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 the match is a little bit longer until it gets to that point. Maybe it's kind of like Michael Cole screaming, 
stay down, Becky, stay down. And finally, Becky just doesn't, you know, can't get up anymore. Like if, if they draw it out with the right dramatics, it's still protect Becky to an extent. But I'm looking forward to this next Monday. I'm this is I'm a big fan of Zia Lee. I like the I, I love the presentation of her in NXT, even when it was the old NXT. And mm-hmm. and I'm glad that she's finally now getting her her shot here uh on Raw because I think that she's she's got a certain a certain it that hits hits with me. Yeah, T and Shaw back in uh, NXT when she was that mm-hmm. group. I love that group. Uh, Jimmy, I you know Justin makes a great point here. I'm thinking if Zia Lee is able to knock out Becky Lynch, one superstar, you've got another star on your roster. But also, I think it gives Becky Lynch the chance to say, "Hey, I could have gotten up if you gave me a chance." Our next match should be last person standing match. Well, that's that's one way you can go. You know, obviously, the last person standing is you have to answer, get back to your feet to the, for the count of ten. You know, after a potential knockout. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity here to elevate Zaylee. She looks good right now. The kick tonight, uh, I think, hats off to Indy Hartwell for selling it the way she did, too, mm-hmm. because. It had people questioning, you know, because we all think we know, oh, what a great job doing the work. It had people going, whoa, did she catch her? Because she looks like, you know, her bell was rung. And yeah. she did a heck of a job selling it. So it's all in how you sell it. It's It, it, it takes two to tangle with something uh, as in, intricate as that. And the referee stoppage is, is a different finish, which, you know, has people, you know, talking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and and like J- Justin mentioned, he wants to see this match next week. I'm curious to see how they get through this and where they go with it. You know what I mean? Like uh, her and Becky, as Zia Lee versus Becky. And w- it, I, I like your idea of it eventually leading to a stipulation type match, whether it is a last person standing match. The I got to give Becky Lynch some major credit to her run over the past few months has really you know people talk about trying to elevate people and work with other people but becky lynch has really been doing just that for the past few months working with people who haven't really been on tv much or had much of a chance and she's definitely given them time and given an opportunity to look good with one of the biggest stars in the company so very cool of becky lynch to be doing that Uh, so i gotta give her her flowers uh for what she's been doing for the past few months um we get to the miz taking on Ivar. Uh, First, we get a promo that Ivar interrupts. Then Bronson Reed interrupts. Uh, (laughs) Later, Guther says, congrats to the Miz. And uh, Miz says, watch the match and see the greatest intercontinental champion of all time in action, which is a line I loved. Uh, Miz is clearly the lovable vet here against the big monstrous bad guy. Bronson Reed comes out to watch the match. Ivar beats the crap out of the Miz, uh, but he survives long enough for Reed to distract Ivar and allow Miz to use the ropes to pin the Viking. Post-match, Reed hits the tsunami on Ivar. Uh, Jimmy, I want you to talk to me a little bit about, uh, I know you're a big fan of the Miz, uh, doing being a, a man of the people, it would seem here. How's it, how's it working for you? Well, you know, he seems to be resonating with the people. And uh, as someone who didn't see this potential of him becoming a babyface in this fashion, he's surprising me, actually, with with the response he's getting. The people are loving him. And I kind of like the idea that he hasn't gone away from being that Miz, you know, winning in the fashion that he did with his feet up on the ropes to help him for the leverage and stuff like that. The part of this match that didn't make sense to me is, you know, two heels. Again, 
mm-hmm. where, where Bronson Reed comes out, he, you know, and he attacks Ivar, mm-hmm. who didn't sound much like a Viking in that promo segment, by the way. But, uh, you know, now is this, this leads to a confrontation between those two guys. <laughs> he stole my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this leads to a confrontation between these two guys. Again, it's going to be one of those situations where the audience sits back and goes, who do I want to win? Neither. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the the for those of you watching the video, it's over Jimmy's right shoulder. You know, we are uh, on the sad anniversary of of the uh, loss uh, of the great Eddie Guerrero. There was a little bit of magic of the fact that the Miz is one of the few baby faces who he's wrestling as a baby face. He's booked right now in the story as a baby face, but still has a certain cachet with the audience. And right now, it's lovable cachet that he could do a heel thing, like put his feet on the ropes and get a huge pop for it, for that being how he got get gets out of this match. So there was a little bit of, uh, I thought there was a little bit of, of, of charm to that. That said, it follows in our string here, this portion of the program of <laughs> distractions and roll-ups and like, come on, really? And yeah, Ivar. Now, I've been a big fan. I've said this on this podcast for weeks here. Uh, he's maximizing his minutes, of getting the, getting this kind of stray singles run because Eric's injured. Look, uh, the name's fine, the music's fine, the entrance, that's that's good. Obviously, the in ring work, he you know, <laughs> he did the promo backstage. I'm like, that's not what I expected. Ivar the Viking to sound like. Now, I, now I've heard the man who plays Ivar speak before, and I know that that is his real voice. But I guess in my mind. You know, I just came, I got to go to the Undertaker One Dead Man show this past weekend. And for, you know, 119 minutes of it, it was Mark Calloway talking. But there was one minute when he wanted to send us all home where he gave us the Undertaker telling us to rest in peace. I guess in my mind, I kind of thought that I was going to get an Ivar voice. That wasn't exactly how I pictured Ivar, the Viking, to sound. So we don't got to go as far as, like, nails. We don't got to go start, like, dubbing, like, crazy crazy stuff over him but that <laughs> that is something that i think we should probably address somewhere along the way but yeah uh, now but now it looks like ivar is going to go from being you know heel this week to where maybe he's he's he comes off more as the baby face against bronson reed because bronson reed attacks him after the fact just saying i'm the real big man uh so yeah maybe 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 today was a bit of a transition of getting uh uh maybe maybe ivar is not going to sound mean and, and dastardly because he's not going to be mean and dastardly for much longer Actually, that makes a good, that's a good point, because if he is going to be the person we're supposed to sympathize with, then he should sound like someone we want to sympathize with. But as he was talking, I was thinking, you just need to have Valhalla do the talking. Um, Not even, I mean, even voice aside, I feel like he's better as the silent, you know, Viking guy is, you know, I don't like when he talks, I feel like it breaks, it breaks the aura of the Viking character. You know, I I don't know what he, because what would a Viking actually say? Like, they would just go, you know, they wouldn't really be like, well, you got involved in my match last week. And that's very disappointing. You see, like, you know, they would. So I, I would, I would rather Valhalla talks and he's just a big grunting murderous Viking. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I think her strength is her primal scream and some of her facial expressions. I don't know if her talking would, would be any bit, bit of a better. And that's, I, and again, I, I appreciate the hell out of the, out of the lady that, that, out of her, but I, I, but I'm just being honest. I don't know if she can pull off that 
mouthpiece heel that we would think a Viking group would have. I so very, I, very yeah. fair. Yeah, and maybe neither of them should talk. I don't know. I I, I don't think they need to talk. I mean, you you kind of get it when you see them, anyways. There, I I get what you're saying. That do they really need to talk? Yes, at some point they do to get their message across. Yes, you can do it with with you know expressions and. In, in your mannerisms, but at one point you have to be able to get out there and talk, like we always say, talk people into talk their seats in, in front of the television. Maybe uh, to, maybe if he's transitioning to babyface, maybe tonight is the first tonight tonight is the first seed being planted. Tonight is the first potato going in the bag. Tonight is it, we're starting a slow transition. Hell, by Christmas time, we're gonna have WWE produced video packages showing us that the man that we know as Ivar the Viking. He was once working at the Apple store at the mall, and then, <laughs> and, 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 then, and then the big corporate man stuffed him aside and let him go so that way their stock price could go up a half a point, and then he just went off the deep end, and he had to find a culture that would accept him, and Viking was the calling. That, Maybe we'll find that out. That would be fantastic. One day, one day his manager shows up to Raw and is like, he's like, Ivan, or whatever, I like get a different <laughs> name than Ivar. He's what? like... He was I, he was Ivar from State Farm. Yeah. All of a sudden, he just the, yeah. the insurance business just wasn't for him. And he's like, "Look, I, I saw you on TV. What happened to you, man? Like, we're we're hired again. Do you want to come back?" It's like when we found out Raven's backstory in WCW. We found out that he was rich and he's taking Canyon along, oh, and they're going to Versace. And he's, "Oh, what a maroon!" And you know, we just find out that this is that this is just a whole different life that that Ivar tried to take up. <laughs> I will say I, I got to say what the I, I I typically hate most of the 3D things for people's entrances, but I did like Ivar's kind of like ghost ship that sailed through the arena. I thought that looked kind of cool. Um, I haven't seen that before. I, maybe I just didn't notice it, but I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, we <laughs> Jimmy's not impressed. <laughs> and then after he goes back to the State Farm job, it'll be a picture yeah. of him on like one of those. Um, uh, what are those little two wheel things that you lean forward and it moves forward with you? Uh, the the segue. It's, yeah. it's him on a segue rolling through the. Uh, yeah, just like, just like a good neighbor. <laughs> He's on the side of a park bench. <laughs> so we get to the main event: Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. And this one really went the distance. It was like thirty mm -hmm. minutes, I think. Uh, the story is the end of the match. McIntyre shows up and Claymore's Jay Uso serving them up to the judgment day, allowing them to get the win. But on the ramp, Drew McIntyre shakes Rhea Ripley's hand. Justin, is Drew McIntyre judgment day? He's not judgment day, at least not according to the leader, Damian Priest. But maybe according to Rhea Ripley, he's judgment day by contract for a night, and that night being war games. I love the execution of this final shot. I thought him standing there and then the way the camera moved this way to widen the frame and then she steps in and just holds out her hand and the shake and 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 I don't think that was all piped in sound. I think we got some natural Washington DC Capital One Arena crowd reaction of oh when he shook her hand. Well done finish. Obviously it wasn't the most out of left field swerve bro finish. We kind of saw it coming but that's okay. You executed it and that's what matters. Yeah. And as I've been saying all through this, uh, this podcast tonight, the audience tells you everything you need to know. Like you said, I don't think it was a big shocker that Drew came out and caused the, you know, the finish the way he did. 
the shaking of the hands and and the way the crowd reacted with the booing like you said like you said justin i don't believe it was piped in either i think that was legit heat people were pissed uh, they were kind of like yeah we knew he was going to probably uh, you know interfere in some form or fashion but we didn't think it was going to go this far my goodness it it it, it uh worked yeah yeah <laughs> i much. feel like this so War games, is it four people or five people? I was confused. Is it possible? Well, now, now it's five. Because yeah. now it's Priest, Finn, JD, Dom, and presumably Drew. So that means the, the baby faces need another another partner. Oh. And that's, and so that's where it comes to where it's like I said, as I said at the start of the show, you know, I don't know where the heat is in the match because I've seen all this. I, I've already seen the, those four Judgment Day originals or J.D. McDonough included. I've seen all of them tussle with the baby faces. So now the most intriguing part of the moment of War Games is all the baby faces, mm-hmm. especially Jey Uso and especially Seth, who just got a a, a, a little bit of uh, you know acknowledgement early in the night. Now it's like, okay, I want to see the baby faces get their hands on Drew because now it's like, oh, Drew just betrayed them. That's mm-hmm. still not enough for me to make the whole War Games match, but you know it, it is. It does add at least a wrinkle to it of. You know, there has been a betrayal on the babyface locker room side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Drew, what's great, we talk about the creative flexibility. Drew could say, look, I'm not a bad person. I'm trying to fight my way back to a title shot. And the way I can do that is by helping my team win war games, you right. know? So there well, is. And he attacked Jey Uso, the commentary right. says. He still holds a grudge to the bloodline. He and Jey Uso was part of the bloodline when they cost him in, in Wales. So he so that made sense that he did it to Jey Uso and not Cody Rhodes. He still has a problem. Right. Yeah. And, and and it makes you question, does he have an, an an actual problem with Cody Rhodes? Is it just Jey Uso that he was targeting? You know, that that sort of thing. It leaves a little bit of a question, even though, you know, we saw uh, a, a little animosity at first between Drew and Cody. We saw the handshake tonight, and now people are going, so what the heck is going on here? And if it's going to be five on five, who's going to be that fifth person on the babyface side? Who's going to be the fifth person? You know, And then, again, going back to Judgment Day, think about, Jack, think about the, think about the reality show you have right now with Judgment Day going into war games. You have Drew, who just shook hands with Rhea, and we've seen, we've seen Mommy kind of like eyeing Drew over recent weeks. Well, that could make Dom Dom a little jealous. Well, mm-hmm. then we got Priest, who he's walking around that he's the leader. But do does everybody else in the group still believe that? You know, does, 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 does Priest actually want JD in the group? Finn definitely wants JD, but does Priest really want him? But then Priest is also like, yo, I got this briefcase, so y'all need to make sure we get the champion Seth Rollins knocked down. I got, I got, I got cashing in to do. There is so much uh, self-serving. Uh, th- there's a lot of fun dynamic again that could come at play. So that's why I said there might not be traditional war games heat, but what might be the attraction of the match really could be the Judgment Day reality show just starting to implode in front of our very eyes. Mm-hmm. I like that you call it the Judgment Day reality show. That's how I'm <laughs> going to look at it from now on. Uh, but you're right, uh, Drew McIntyre definitely gives that the guy she tells you not to worry about vibe. <laughs> 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 you're still my poppy don't worry yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so you know that's interesting a lot of people are trying to guess who the other person could be of course cm punk will be there until they will be someone people speculate until we hear otherwise of course randy orton uh rocky in the chat throwing out 
uh, Brock Lesnar as a potential person. Mm -hmm. That could be fascinating to see uh, bringing someone like a Brock Lesnar to the team. Uh, you know who what? I'm thinking could really shake things up, though, Jimmy, is Akira Tozawa. Uh, I kind of <laughs> I knew that's where it was going. I just why did I have that feeling? Um, I'm going to throw a name out there because I'm not sure of his status right now. Braun Strowman. Ooh, that'd be a good one too. If uh, you if you want to reintroduce him in, in 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 a prominent position, you know we talked about Randy Orton. We, you know everybody, of course, being in Chicago. There's that other guy. Uh, yes. That's a free agent, but uh, someone we haven't seen for a while is Braun Strowman, and I don't know if he's yeah, okay to participate. But uh, that would be interesting. You could do some fun stuff with him uh, in the war games too, because they like to do the the over the top like tearing things apart kind of stuff with Braun Strowman, and I could mm -hmm. I could see them doing something fun where he just breaks off a side of the cage or something, you know, mm -hmm. some nonsense that makes me. <laughs> like love, I, I love it, but I, it's nonsense. But I love it, like when he flips cars and stuff. I'm like, right. this is nonsense, but I love it. <laughs> this is great. Right. Uh, so yeah, we definitely that'll be the question for people who made it this far into the show. In the comments, leave who you think is going to be the final partner of uh of Team Cody. Oh, Leo though, Bad Bunny in War <laughs> Games. Justin, he's got history with Priest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean. I, I again, I, I that, again, all, all of it, all of them, him, Brock, Randy, these are all people you advertise going in. You do not say, oh, tune in Saturday to find out. No, you advertise. But uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully this time next Monday, we're doing this podcast talking about who the babyface fifth member is because I think you know, they need to advertise it. It's next weekend, right? It's a week from this Saturday. So, yeah. so, we have, Saturday. We have, so next week is the go home raw. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I, I would imagine that's how you end Raw is the person who's going to be the final member comes out. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I would hope so. Um, yeah, otherwise, I hope they do just because I don't want to have to deal with all the news articles of rumors of who it could be that is going to be annoying. Like so and so was seen at the airport in. This well, city. Jack, here's the other scenario. Next Monday, we address everybody being on the show, being all the baby faces being pissed at Drew. And then, like, Cody or somebody says, all right, I think I got somebody. Makes a phone call. He'll be at SmackDown on Friday. And then we got to wait till Friday, SmackDown. Yeah. Like, that, they could do that if they, if they, if they want. They absolutely, they absolutely could. In fact, they, they very well might, actually. Yeah. Um, but I think that does it for us. Uh, of course, as always, thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat and all the comments. Again, the question is uh, in the comments if you're watching this later or if you watch it now after it, it's done airing. Leave a note of who you think the final member is going to be. Try to be spicy with it. Someone a little different. Let's see, see who you, you pull yeah. out. Uh, but until then, Jimmy, overall thoughts on the show and where can the world find you online? No, I thought the show was fine because it left a lot of questions that need to be answered and it makes you curious and want to tune in to find out what's going to happen next. I think they did a good job at that tonight. And as far as where you could find me, obviously you could find me here on Monday nights with Triple J uh, doing our thing. On Wednesday nights, it's myself, Justin, and Issa usually. Sometimes uh, sometimes you're there too and it's Triple J on Wednesdays, but uh, we cover you know AEW Dynamite uh, uh, along with the latest and what's going on. And uh, 
there's the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and I, and RJ who holds the glue together that we that drops every Wednesday. We have fun. Uh, this week, I think we're going to have uh, SoCal Val on. Oh, so that'll cool. be interesting. And of course, you can catch my ref and rants from Monday to Friday on all my social media platforms. They're only a minute long. And again, they're little critiques, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I believe need to be tightened. And I try to have a little fun with it, too. Yeah, you had a, a pooch in one of them. I want to see more of the, the dog. He, well, actually, we were we were uh, babysitting that day. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to get himself on camera. And so I said, what the heck? Can't blame him. <laughs> he, he knows where the red light is. So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Justin, how about yourself? Uh, where can we find you? And final thoughts on the show. If I needed a dog sitter, I would, I would trust Jimmy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the show was, like I said, I, I had some problems with some of the finishes and some repetitiveness and, and some 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 lack of quality control with, with that. Um, so I'm not going to ignore it because I don't ignore it on Wednesdays. We don't here, and so I'm not going to ignore it there. But there are some there's some very interesting stories. Uh, there, there's some interesting, different again, creative avenues to go. So uh, I am looking forward to Survivor Series. I'm looking forward to next Monday to see where we where we are uh, for the final go-home build. Uh, yeah, at Justin Labar across the socials. Uh, find me here on Monday, find me here on Wednesdays, find me Friday mornings on Channel 156 on Sirius XM, Spar with Labar. And uh, as I've been uh, as I've been obnoxiously teasing on Twitter, on X, uh, uh, a fun, big career announcement coming, and, and we're, getting, we're getting closer and closer to it. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for I it. I figured it out. You're the final member of Team Cody. That's the announcement you've been waiting ah. for the go-home show. <laughs> well, of course, everyone, you got to follow to find out. I want to thank everyone for joining us in the chat, whether it be uh, Justin or Manish or Scotty or Dream Realm, Tutgraph. Uh, we got Baby Ice, Rocky as well, Ricky, Dream Realm. I think I said Dream Realm twice, but whatever. Blue Chew and everyone else, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I, like I said at the beginning, I thought it was on paper, like a lot of the stuff we've seen before, but I felt like they did a lot of cool story stuff. I don't know if they necessarily stuck the landing on everything, but I get what they were going for, at least in most cases. So I thought it was a good show. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. That's where I'm doing. Uh, you can see all the stuff I'm working on. That's the easiest place to do it. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the news and pro wrestling, as well as that NXT after show tomorrow night, right after the show. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.